0: It was in the day-to-day of living with Zeus and Caesar that I learned and even started on this journey of remembering that the things that help us um, survive, thrive, and live healthy are oftentimes the same things that can also help extend their health span as well.
1: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm excited to share a conversation about pet wellness, intuition, and holistic healing practices. I had such a cool conversation with Aisha Louvert. She's the founder of Amisha Wellness. Through her brand, she creates all-natural CBD dog treats, medicinal mushroom-based supplements, and more to help your dog live a naturally healthy life. Coming from a career in the human medical world, Aisha brings so much knowledge and curiosity to what she does now. She also has an amazing viewpoint on using resources from the earth to help us live life to the fullest. And that applies to your dog, too. This is kind of accidentally sort of turned into part two of three episodes that are all about holistic pet health. They might appeal a little bit more to pet parents than petpreneurs, but I have never met someone in the pet industry who doesn't have pets in their own life. So I hope you are enjoying these conversations and can take something useful away from them. Last week, I talked to Sarah Grace Newhall about the best essential oils for dogs. Today, you're going to learn about earth medicine and mushrooms from Aisha. And next week, I have an interview all lined up with Angela Ardolino of CBD Dog Health. As a small business owner, I think that we're all naturally curious and like to figure out alternative solutions. Essential oils, medicinal mushrooms, and CBD all seem to have a stigma of being an alternative solution. But I think you'll learn from these three women that these holistic approaches should really be the norm. I can't wait to hear what you think of these conversations. You have to come find me on Instagram at WearWagRepeat and gimme the dirt. That's a mushroom pun if you're paying attention. <laughs> okay, someone needs to cut me off, so here is the interview with Aisha. Aisha Louvert is the founder of Amisha Wellness, which champions multiple pathways to health for companion animals and offers earth-based products for a health span equal to lifespan. After witnessing the recovery of her own companions through natural healing traditions, Aisha created Amisha Wellness to share what she's learned with other families facing the same challenges that she did. Aisha founded Amisha Animal Wellness for pet parents who understand the value of supportive and preventative care and to reintroduce them to the power of earth-based medicine. Amisha Wellness embodies the belief that there are many ways to pursue vitality, relying on the balance between science, indigenous healing practices, and lived pet parent experience. Through her work, Aisha supports pet parents to develop their intuition and encourages them to play an active role in their companion's health. She brings a thoughtful approach to the full picture of animal wellness, expanding the options available to companions and the humans who love them. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be welcomed. I'm really intrigued to hear more about you and and what you're doing because there are already in your bio so many words that I do not understand. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> so let's let's first start off with earth-based medicine. What does that mean?
0: Yes, I know, right? Um, well, first of all, um, I think um, I, so. With my backing up a little bit about my history is that I come yes. from health um, biotech and also um, clinical development of. Human products. And so um, many of the things that we have when we go to the traditional Western doctor are medications that have been derived from um, plants and other things, such as that, most of them have, but then somehow along the way became synthetic, or we've altered, or we pull a component out of it. I want to be very clear about the fact that in living on Earth, that we have been provided with everything that we need and that in, it's in the remembrance of that we're Earth beings <laughs> and that the medicine that is available to us, which medicine also can be defined in many ways, right, is um, the practice, I define it as the practice of, of the healing of mind-body- Uh, spirits all together. So that's the kind of things that we're talking about and that it comes directly from earth. It doesn't need to be adulterated. It doesn't need to be changed. The thought of something else might make it better. Nope. It's just earth medicine comes to us. It's ready to go.
1: (laughs) Well, I I just, that resonates with me so much because I've been having these like digestive problems for like, since COVID, I think the stress I didn't have COVID, but just the stress of the pandemic uh, affected my body so much. And I was very stressed and have kind of had digestive problems since then. And I get really bad heartburn. And my doctor is just so gung-ho to prescribe all these medications. And I just am like, well is, is, is it just like a food I could stop eating? Cause that would be so much easier and better than taking some kind of medication forever. And then I thought exactly what you just said is like, don't, aren't the medications originally, like, what is the original source of this? Like, what is the organic compound that caused someone to then synthetically develop (laughs) prilosex like what's organic prilosex and you know that's and and nobody really seems to you know in mainstream people medicine nobody seems it it doesn't seem to be that popular to ask that question or for doctors to even think that question um and so it's really exciting to me you know i i think my my pets get better care (laughs) than i do um (laughs) But, you know, they have me there to advocate for them. I guess I don't have anyone to advocate yes. for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I can definitely
0: send you some suggestions and things like that. But oftentimes um, the things that I share with my friends who who also may be going through perhaps some digestive or whatever it is, right? Our our bodies are communicating to us and we have the ability to actually hear what it's saying and or respond to what it's saying. Like, and so the good news is too, is like right there. That is absolutely, you've mentioned some very source things. It's like, I tend to say, follow those sources, follow those inclinations because the bodies that we house right now are from lineages that have wisdom that have been passed down to us to be able to survive to today. So thousands, you've been in the making and so there's a lot of wisdom that it's communicating. Somehow we separate, we've decided to separate ourselves. I say, go back to the, first of all, the um, the intuition of yes, Absolutely. We have the wisdom. Thank you for sharing with me, body, this particular thing. I'm open to suggestions. You've helped get us here. We're tied in this together. I'm sure you want us better. I'm hoping (laughs) that some solutions come and perhaps researching like some ways at which exactly if you lean towards, I believe there's some foods that I may be eating, documenting that and perhaps seeing, okay, what are some things that prevent um, uh, the indigestion? Um, herbs, things like that. So at any point, and this also is like the process that I encourage us to start doing even with the companion animals in our lives, like when we notice a change, or there's something that we've seen is to not say it's my imagination is to actually know that you made a note of something and to make a note of something. And perhaps that is it.
1: <laughs> and, and I think our animals are so good at tapping into their intuition. Yes. You know, people see, you know, if your dog is eating dirt or grass or sleeping more or more active or whatever it is, um, they're just such wonderful examples of following their intuition. Yes. Uh, and so I, I think that we can learn a lot from them um, and let's talk about like your about your business and your products um, okay. and sort of what absolutely. you've what you've created to help our companion animals absolutely absolutely tell us about like what was the what was the first product I guess that you made um, yeah. what was the it's it seems like it seems to me that um, you've you're passionate about creating products that solve a issue or a problem so yeah. was was there some kind of thing that you needed to treat or help with your first product.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and first off, I lived with two dogs for 16 years. So they passed in 2021, but we had 16 years of multiple lifetimes together. We got to uh they traveled, we had a lot of fun together, lived very long lives. And I am grateful and happy that I have the experience to learn and grow and evolve from just being in their company for so long. But yes, it was in the day-to-day of living with Zeus and Caesar that I learned and even started on this journey of remembering that the things that help us um, survive, thrive, and live healthy are oftentimes the same things that can also help extend their health span as well. And um, it started because um, it was like a full circle for me. Is uh, one of my dogs had uh, like a very severe allergy to um, fleas and ticks and fleas. And he was at a sitter and someone had another dog there and he comes home with all these bites and stuff. So immediately we had to get some treatment for him into the doctor, infections, things like that. However, the flea medication, the, uh, the oral flea medication triggered in my other dog, who happened to have diarrhea one day, we went to the vet, who gave us an uh, antibiotic, which I was very pushed back on because I had had that antibiotic myself and it was very strong. And I know a little bit about medications being the development and coming from a very phar- pharmacy background, is I was like, whoa, are we sure we want that? Come to find out it's a neurotoxin combined with the pesticide that my other dog had ingested, triggered a seizure disorder. And it's very common. It's very common. And you don't learn it until you find out <laughs> that, oh my goodness. And he developed it at 10. And so really, I was going to all the tradition, the regular specialists, like Who who are the neurologists for the doctors? Like absolutely going and asking them, hey, what type of medicine do you practice? What is the evidence to support this uh, way at which you'd like to go take my dog taking medication four times a day and coming in for liver panels every two weeks? That didn't seem like the quality of life, like the only solution we could come up with. (laughs) So I got to work. I mean, I was in research. Why not research? my babies and yes. know more about my babies. And really it kind of came to me in the middle of the night at, at, at the dog ER, we were sitting in the ER. They had taken my dog back and I just was very low. And I, <laughs> these police officers actually came in with our canine dog and they were talking they're like, man, what am I supposed to give my dog cannabis? And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot it <laughs> and got up and started researching. And right away, like um, it just came into uh it was I was able to get a hold of some very high quality CBD to immediately treat my 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 dog Zeus and he immediately stopped with the seizures. Immediately the seizures had gotten out of control where if he just moved his head. He would go almost into that. The vets were asking me to put him down. And I was like, no, we haven't really come up with real solutions yet.
1: And he ended up living till 16.
0: And he ended up living six, seven more years and was healthy and didn't have seizures anymore and was sustained on a low, low dose of CBD for the rest of his life and didn't even need it all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's just. I think it's so interesting and it, and it gets me on this conspiracy theory track, sometimes thinking about it because, you know, I'm like, why aren't people recommending this? And it's because, you know, the same thing that happens, I think in people pharmaceuticals is, you know, um, like my doctor probably doesn't want to recommend holistic approaches because their hospital is funded by pharmaceutical companies. Uh, so, you know, it's it, I can get down the, tr- uh, conspiracy theory track pretty easily. It's not
0: really a conspiracy. I think, they're very open about it. I think that that's, that's the misunderstanding is people are still labeling it as a conspiracy. And I'm like, no, 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 it's a marketing campaign. (laughs) Very good point.
1: Yeah. Very good point.
0: They're not, they don't hide it. Like going to CVS, who's, who's on the, the thing above, uh, talking about, Oh, get this or get that. So i mean. Yeah. It's a, it's a campaign. And um, the, the, the thing is, is that's why I think it's important for us like as advocates for uh, our, our, our fur babies to really ask questions and to, to not shy away because what we're doing is what is, is paying for the service. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't we want to pay for a service with the intention of why we went in for it, which is health and healing Mm-hmm. And if we're not aligned with those medical practitioners who are not offering that, I mean, <laughs> maybe that's not the right medical practitioner.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's wonderful to see different people kind of um, starting up in like a new generation. Uh, I think of, of pet care that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, but there is so much education to be done. I think that the pet parents need to demand this sometimes in order for the industry to, to make a shift. Yeah. So, um, you are out there, you know, you do vendor events right. and you yeah. know, your products are carried in stores and you're talking to people. So how do you approach talking to like your average pet parent who's walking around at, a, at a vendor event? Yeah. Um, how do you kind of introduce them to the concept of, Earth-based medicine with um, CBD and mushrooms and all the other like charcoal, all the wonderful ingredients that you use. Yeah, um I think
0: it's it's interesting because many people are already curious and already kind of having these conversations. Like the thought has already been eking in. Like they've probably been like me. The re- the reason why I started this company is because there came a point where I realized that um, the Western Traditional veterinarians that most of us go see or start with, right? Um, they're they reach an impasse, and it's way quicker than I realized it would be. Like on very um common things that people have or the animals have, right? People and animals, right? So for me, I realized, okay, this is going to be coming up for multiple people, and so it's kind of in understanding and learning and introducing, like, well, what's What's your experience? What's, what's your everyday that? And I get to learn and they get to learn. And it's an exchange. And I think that that's kind of the thing that we're on now is kind of like, I'd love to know about your individual dog. because they're individuals like us. And perhaps they have a different experience with mushrooms or they have a different experience with CBD or they have an experience. So then I can share what I've experienced and also what literature has experienced with it. And also the thousands of years that people have been in relationship with these entities. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it was a no brainer because of the fact like in reminding, uh, I was tired of the recalls. I was tired of looking at things that said, oh, here's a grade for animals, meaning this is a lower quality, meaning this is what leads to the recalls, meaning am I really feeding my dogs what I think I'm feeding? I just got tired of that. And I was was like, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure that this isn't just me. So that's really kind of, we have the conversations about day-to-day real life. What happens? Oh, you know, things like, inflammation or anxiety come up in day to day or like, you know, how do if how do we support the heart if a lot of dogs are going on to develop heart disease or cats? You know, how do we support the the vital organs if we know that there's a lot of vital organ failure in cat and dog life? Mm -hmm. Here are some ways. How do we know that? We've been documenting this for thousands of years.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems like there's so much uh, like vet technology um, to document like all of these activity trackers and health trackers that um more and more pet parents are using. They're developing these huge databases of information about our pets' health. And you know, there's so many studies about um cancer and heart disease and all kinds of different problems. Uh but no one see. there doesn't seem to be a huge movement yet, um, to address the root cause of it. It's just still kind of in the information gathering phase, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting to see where it goes. And I, I am fascinated, um, by the medicinal mushrooms yeah. and before we hit record, I was just delighted that you refer to them as beings. Um, I had never heard anyone say that before. And I just was like, yeah, they are, they're living, they're here, um, alongside us. And, um, yeah. Could you, could you just tell people who aren't maybe familiar about some of the benefits and why we might want to incorporate medicinal mushrooms into our pets diet?
0: Yeah. So, um, it's, it's becoming more and more clear that one of the key things with, um, disease, chronic inflammation and just that chronic inflammation can then lead to chronic disease and things such as that. Something's been aggravated for so long that it's now become a problem. And, um, so, um, that's the first thing. Um, mushrooms are amazing at reducing inflammation. And furthermore, they're such wise beings that they can actually go into our immune system and help with modulating. And what that means for um, people who are like, what does that mean? It's like It can mean like if your body's having an overreaction, like we're saying with inflammation, oftentimes that's an overreaction. A a react is like, oh, we need to calm this part of the immune system down. If the body is like deficit on something like, oh, we need to bring this energy up this is how smart these beans are. And furthermore, then they can go in to like, um, have different um, like shiitakes, for instance, like shiitakes are principal in most traditional Chinese medicine, and Eastern medicine practices. And why is it's always the number one for me is like, it tastes good. Like it's got umami. If you look at dog and cat tongues and their palates and their taste buds and us, we all have that. We literally have a taste bud for umami. (laughs) And this is a mushroom that's in the highest content of having umami taste and flavor in it. So it's palatable. It's something that we would like. It knows how to, you know, bring us into the conversation full of the necessary vitamins and minerals for nutrition, even protein in there. Also, in addition to like reducing like inflammation, especially with shiitake, it has a particular sugar that is called, um, excuse me, a, it's not a ratatine, but um, there's a particular sugar that shiitake has that it can go in and help lower your cholesterol. And it just, the blood cholesterol levels, making sure it's supporting your heart and things such as that. Whereas like poria is a mushroom that we also engage with. and pori is great because it's a heavy hitter that goes in and fortifies things like your kidneys, your liver, and make sure that it's cleaning and um, also able to purify like what extra fluids in the body, let's get this out. It's not necessary. So mm. to be able to engage with that kind of a, of a species where it not only does this for us, but then you can see it in nature, doing it with trees and plants offering up key life minerals in exchange for others, like passing it to each other, like, oh, they over here in this community need this particular element. This tree needs this over here. I can facilitate that. (laughs) That's pretty wise.
1: It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's pretty wise. And, And most of the trees that live for hundreds, thousands of years, in fact, I think I'm not gonna say all there's always the outliers, right? Is they have some network, some communication going on with the mycelium network, aka mushrooms.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I have heard that trees communicate with each other. Yes, absolutely. They do.
0: And they even acknowledge kin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have I have this tree that is a it is like the what I consider me and my two dogs like the three people who live here, and this tree is the fourth person who lives here. Um, I should say being, I guess, not a person, but like, uh, this tree I have in my backyard. It's a black walnut tree, so mm-hmm. it's very potent and um, it's very big and very old, and uh, it drops these like little bombs of walnuts down. Like in the month of October, you can't really go outside without a helmet on because (laughs) it drops these, but it's just like, I can't imagine not having it in our lives because it is just like, it's like the fourth being who lives here. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know uh, we talked to an animal communicator and um, she was communicating with Lucy and Lucy said, she just loves just being outside and sniffing that tree and, or just like being around it. Like it smells different at different times of day. And she might be communicating with this tree in a way that we can't understand.
0: I mean, there are many things and frequencies at which they are communicating often. And Um, I recently read a book about how trees, when they're thirsty, start emitting off this low frequency of I'm dying of thirst here. And it's at a, a it's not at a level we perceive. So absolutely, there's a lot going on. Um, that we don't just see I mean we we acknowledge some of those kind of things like wi-fi but I mean (laughs) like besides that it's hard to get us a girl at least myself like well I don't see it so it can't be true it's like it's a good reminder that there's so many things that are happening around us that perhaps just because either we're not attuned to hearing or we can't hear those frequencies doesn't mean it's not taking place. So thousand percent, I think the dogs, they, they know, they know the assignment and they're, they're totally getting it right. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. So, okay. So I, I'm so off topic (laughs) as I knew I was going to be talking to you because we have so much to say, but so, okay. Tell everyone, um, so do you make supplements, treats, what is it that you are selling to kind of, um, open people's minds to the possibilities out there?
0: Yeah. So we have, um, a CBD dog chew. We also have, um, medicinal mushrooms and also a pet detox. So like one of the things that absolutely you're going to see coming down soon is like some, some nice herbal things for both, um, you know, companion animals and ourselves that we can um, be able to engage with as well. So as we evolve, um, I hope that the conversation continues to evolve as well. But right away, we wanted to make sure that people had some top quality, like, you know, human grade if possible. I mean, we're not supposed to eat the dog juice. (laughs) But besides that, like the medicinal mushrooms and even the detox are human grade. So that we can engage and also benefit where we need it as well. And that's really the kind of conversation that we'd like to continue having is like when I would make my dog's breakfast, I would make my food, their food, and I would make sure that our supplements, that they had their supplements and that the supplements that I was having were similar or the same supplements that they were having. Mm -hmm. Like they're my family. Those are my babies. They're not getting mystery, anything, (laughs) mystery food, mystery supplements. And so people can count on that with us is that all of the, the, um, offerings that we share is, um, we've entered into relationship and research and spent time with it. And like, would this be something that I give to my family? would this be something that I ingest? Would this be something that I can benefit as well as the animals who are in my family as well? So That's what you guys can keep looking for too with us. It's like, just keep having that discussion and also sharing information so people can make their own mind up. Like I'm not here for the people or the companies that are like, you must do this. I'm like, here's the information it's, you can follow it up. You can look into it. Hopefully it sparks curiosity within you enough to do that. But like, you know, let's, let's start there. Let's start with some curiosity and some information and see where that takes you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and I think people are curious. And when, and when someone hears that you could just buy one thing and you could give it to yourself and give it to your dog, that is going to spark some curiosity. Um, And so I'm, I am curious now, Mm -hmm. um, the dogs, I know my dogs in particular will eat anything. (laughs) And so if I put some mushroom powder on top of their dinner, they're going to love it. But, um, as a person, how do Mm -hmm. you recommend consuming the mushroom powder?
0: Yes, that's a great question. So I kind of do it how I feel. So, um, because it's a mushroom powder and also one of the things, especially <laughs> uh, is, um, again, I work with, uh, the bean as it is. And so I'm not adding flavor to it. I'm not doing this or that. It doesn't require that. Like I said, is that umami taste bud is what really we're relying on for not only the recognition of this as being something that we have engaged with for a long time to a point where we have a taste bud for it and animals have a taste bud for it. I kind of do things like I'll have a broth in the morning. And so for me, I just like to have um, some shiitake or shiitake blend and just our I'll either do our healthy hearts or our immune boosters, which is the blend of uh, poria and shiitake and just sip on it. I can add it to a shake. It's mild enough where you could add it to a shake if you do that. I also like to cook with it. So like, you know, sometimes if I'm doing like spaghetti or something like that, I'll put it in my sauce. Or, you know, also if I'm making like a miso soup or just a broth soup, it's a nice uh, layer to add into the discussion. Like- It's mild, but it's enough where it's, oh, I can, I like the effervescence of things. Like you, there's, there's multiple layers to the conversation at which it it could give you.
1: I love it. Okay. Well, that's given me some ideas because I've, I've had some, I have some mushroom supplements downstairs for the dogs. And, um, the one that we have, it almost, when I open it, it almost to me smells a little bit chocolatey. Yes. 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 I know what
0: you're talking about. Some mushrooms do dark brown, rich, odorous. Yeah. They can have like a chocolate undertone. And that's that, that, um, like, I I can't remember, I think in cats, they call it the Jacobins, um, uh, gland where they can like smell through like their taste or their tongue. Mm. Right we kind of have that too. (laughs) And so I think that that's probably a little bit of what you're experiencing. And like, it doesn't, for me, the taste doesn't then come out to be super chocolate. But again, it's that undertone Mm -hmm. of like, I can taste it in there a bit. Yeah, I mean, like you could still mix it with other things, but those mushrooms are very potent in the taste. So Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things I kind of balance is like, when am I using this? How am I using it if I know it's a very, like, I'm here <laughs> kind of taste.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, just using your intuition and, yeah. and seeing how you like to enjoy it and seeing how your dog likes to enjoy it. Indeed. Too.
0: Indeed. Indeed.
1: Well, Aisha, it's been very fun talking to you. Time has flown by, um, right. uh, but please tell everyone where can they learn more about Amisha wellness and all that you're doing? Yeah. So, well, um, if
0: they'd love to see what we're doing, we're on all, almost all the social media platforms. Um, one where you see that a lot is on our Instagram is just amisha wellness. You can visit us 24 seven at amishawellness.com. We also are in local stores, like in the Oregon, Eugene, Oregon in particular, and also in Portland, Oregon as well. We continue to evolve and grow. So, um, there's a lot of ways feel free to reach out. we'd love to engage we'd love to know more and figure out how we can continue servicing and um, being a servant to the companion animals that we love in our lives
1: well i'm I'm just so happy to kind of like be in your orbit now <laughs> and <laughs> and and know of you and um, and we can keep in touch on social media for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so thank you, thank you again for your time today and for sharing all of your wealth of knowledge with us. Yes, thank you, Tori. It's been such a pleasure,
0: and it's so lovely to be able to go to even your site and um, your IG and really see how uh, you're supporting women and making sure that we're doing right in this uh, pet entrepreneur space. And you know, I appreciate it. Thank you for having a space for us.
1: Well, women are doing the coolest things in the pet space. So (laughs) (laughs) just so happens. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at Team Mystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Where Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com podcast. See you back here next week.